Are you ready for the war? Or I hope somebody says, let's say this together. Our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion. There is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We believe and we receive illumination, clarity this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, let's start something this morning. We want to study something this morning. Amen. Are you in church this morning? All right. We want to study something this morning as we prepare for our upcoming conference, Smiling Campaign. Smiling Campaign is coming up later this month. Um, we're going to be having diverse signs, wonders, miracles, healings, the blind receiving their sight. The lame walking, the deaf hearing, going to be having those meetings this month. Amen. So as we prepare for the meeting, I have this teaching. I'll teach this this week and next week. I want to teach you something this morning. How to receive from God. Hallelujah. I call this how to receive from God. A lot of us don't know how to receive from God. Look at Mark 11. Let's go to Mark 11. Hallelujah. Mark 11, 23 to 24. How to receive from God. How to receive from God. Mark 11, 23, verse 24. Mark 11, 23 to 24 to 25. Oh, let's do 23 to 24. It says, For verily I say unto you, Mark 11, 23, it says, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And now it says in verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what, whatsoever things ye desire, Look at what it says. It says, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. It says, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and what? You shall have them. So that means you, one of the things you can, look at what it says in verse 23. I'll read it again. Or look at it in verse 22. He says, and Jesus answering unto them and says, have faith in God. That is, have the faith of God. Like proper translations will make us to understand that that statement simply means have the faith of God. So he gives us a law in this scripture, on this text. Jesus gave us a law that whosoever shall say to this mountain, notice, he didn't talk about God having to do it for you. It didn't say God will talk to this mountain for you. It didn't say I will talk to the mountain for you. It says whosoever shall say to this mountain. So God is not going to talk about your situations for you. God is not going to address your situations for you. 
A lot of people have some misconceptions as touching, okay, oh, I'm going through this problem. Don't, don't God know that I'm going through this issue? Why, why, why can't God, you know, why can't God just intervene in the situation? No. It says, whosoever shall say to this mountain. He didn't say, God will say to the mountain for you. So he didn't talk about if God loves you or not. That means to pray is your responsibility. The believer's responsibility is to pray, is to speak. So prayer, and there's something that people don't understand. And one of the things that people don't understand is that prayer doesn't end with asking. Many have lived their life in a function of defeat because they feel like, oh, I've prayed, I've prayed, and I've prayed, and I don't seem to get my result. I've prayed, and I just seem to have certain things I'm trusting God for. It just seemed like so many things were going. That's why we want to look at this subject this morning, how to receive from God. A lot of people think it's quite difficult. Oh, that some people have even said, if you pray and you pray, God may answer. God has three ways of answering. His ways of answering, He can tell you to wait. He can tell you to hold on. He can tell you to be delayed. Ah, ah. You know, some people say, so you're in the waiting stage. You're in the delay phase. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. He says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. He says, he shall have whatsoever he said. So, there is prayer, and it contains your desire, and you receive your desires. So, prayer contains your desires, and you receive your desires. Prayer contains your desires, and you receive your desires. So people get their mind wrong when they, when they are praying. A lot of people get their mind wrong when they are praying. So when we have certain challenges and needs, sometimes when we have certain challenges, when we have certain needs, sometimes we are under prayer and we think that God, we, we think, sometimes we are under prayer and we think that God wants to put his prayer on us. That we just say, oh, I will, we feel like God is under pressure to answer our prayer. No. <laughs> because you are under prayer. Lord, you must answer me this morning. Lord, I've called your name. How many times did I call your name, Lord? I say, Lord, Lord, Lord. I've quoted all the scriptures and I've got you, God, to answer me. And some of you think that God is also under that prayer you are feeling. <laughs> no, God is not under that prayer. Hallelujah. God does not change. His word does not change. It remains static. Hallelujah. God doesn't put people under prayer. So no matter how religious, that's why I tell people, no matter how religious you are, no matter how good morals you are, let's say you have a good moral, you don't, you don't insult people, you just, you know, live your life, do things your way, you know, you don't look for anybody's trouble, you don't party, you don't do anything, you know, you, know, you don't do anything that's touching sin. But if you don't believe the gospel, you will still perish in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. No matter if, no matter how religious you are, how good you are, if you don't believe the gospel, you're going to hell. No matter how sick you are, and if you don't believe the healing power of God, you're going to die in your sickness. 
If you don't believe God can heal you, I say, oh, oh, I'm just sick. I wish God can just do something. If you keep wishing on that, you're going to die in the sickness. Say, I just wish. I just wish God can just do something. You will just keep wishing till you die. If you don't know your rights and privileges in Christ, and you don't know the fact that the believer is righteous, Satan is going to mess you up. If you don't know that you are righteous in Christ, the, the believer is not a sinner anymore, all of those things, Satan is, going, Satan is going to mess your mind up. It's going to deal with you because you don't know who you are in Christ. So it's going to bring contrary circumstances to come your way just to interplay with what God has said about you. So that means you can be walking with a false identity, thinking that this is who you are in Christ, and not knowing the devil is giving you a wrong conception of yourself. So no matter how you try to justify it, if you don't go to a good local church where they are teaching you God's word, Satan is going to deal with you. He's going to give you a false identity, a false misconception of who you are in Christ. So no matter how sick you are, if you keep staying on the sick bed and say, I wish, I wish, Satan is going to oppress you with the sickness even much more. You've got to do something about it. So that is why the believer must understand that God doesn't change. God is not under pressure. No, 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 no. His word is the same. That is why he has given us his word for us to receive from me. Look at it in John 15 verse 7. John 15 and 7. Are you in church this morning? John 15 and 7. John 15 and 7. It says, If ye abide in me, what did it say? And my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it will be done to you. Look at what it says. It says, If ye abide in me, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. So that means prayer is what you desire, not what God wants. I'll say that again. Prayer is what you desire. Prayer is not God's desire for you. Prayer is what you want. What you desire. And God is not going to desire for you. God is not going to give you a desire. You are the one that is going to have the desire. That you will take to God in prayer. That is why a lot of people just pray without having a desire. They say, oh Lord, I just thank you for this morning. You know, oh, uh, as I lay my bed and close my eyes and, uh, you know, as I... As I drive my car, you see me through, you know, no desire in their heart. Some people come to church this morning, no desire to receive anything. So you just say, oh, I just came to church this morning, you know, just to sit down and just uh, look at what the service is all about. No desire, you know, no prayer, nothing. And desire, what, what desire is from the Greek word, I theo in the Greek, and it simply means a fixed demand. That is, you have a fixed demand, just like you go to Walmart. And you just say, okay, I want to buy. You know what you are going to buy. I'm not talking about some of you that do um, what they call it, window shopping. You just uh, oh, I, I like this. And it wasn't part of your plan, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I'm that kind of person. If I go to a store, I'm going for what I want and I'm going out. I don't branch. 
I don't see whatever I did not come for and carry it and be carried away. No. But some of you, I know you guys, you know, you say, oh, oh my God, let me look at this. You check it very well, check it very well. You examine it, you spend time reading the content, you know, you check it, you check, is it on sale? You even ask the, you even ask the cashier, um, what is, are you sure you still have more of this in the store? You know, and it's just like, and by the time you're done, you plan to spend $50 in Walmart, by the time you're coming, you're coming back with $500. You're like, oh my God, I never expected this, but I mean, I just need it. So sometimes you get to your house, you just be wondering, ah, when you're trying to decolor things, you're like, oh my God, I have this clothes. Ah, I never knew when I bought this, you know? And that was because you didn't have a fixed demand. You just went to the woman, she said, oh, me? Even if I'm going to do online, anything I want to buy online, I type it, go on Amazon, type it, check it. If I don't see it, close the store and move. <laughs> close the other and move. But I know some of you, you still check related products. <laughs> you still check related products, check how it relates to the one you are looking for. Then you say, oh, I like this one. And you, and you still need that your own. You say, let me, I can still have this one and I have that one, you know. That's why some of you still don't know how to receive. <laughs> We're going to deal with that this morning. Hallelujah. That's why some of you still don't know how to receive. Because you're still thinking, oh, I got to go to the visit. So some of you, that's why me, just like if I go to a restaurant, I'm not so open to trying new things like that. There's a order I eat from each restaurant. Longest takeout, I know my order. So as I get there, give me this number. I don't, I, it has been like that for five years. So maybe after another year, I'll try another one, I'll stick with it. <laughs> I don't, I don't. So I know, I know what I want to buy in each restaurant. Even Chick-fil-A, chicken nugget, fries, lemonade, it depends on the mood. Lemon, is it a strawberry lemonade or normal lemonade, no ice? I feel like the ice is cheating. As, as a black person, I just feel like, nah, this, they, don't, they just pour the ice so much and I pour a little bit of, uh, nah, just, I can't take that. I, I can't imagine that the money, the $2 I'm paying for that drink is all highs. Highs that I can get at home, I can't do that, nah. As an adult boy, nah, never. <laughs> I can't take it, hallelujah. So, you, some of you don't have things to man. Me, once I get somewhere, if it asks me what I want to eat in McDonald's today, I know what I'm ordering in McDonald's. If I don't want to eat a burger cake, I know what I want to order. I have my order. It's very fixed. I'm not trying to say, I don't get to a place and say, um, except I'm trying to try a new something. Then that one I try, that will be it. At least for a while. Um, no, when I get it, give me this, 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 that. That's all. It's that simple. I mean, that's how to receive from God. <laughs> so, if you that, honestly, I'm just, I'm just joking, but I'm not joking. <laughs> so, if you need to be fixed and you need to help your finances too. Things you did not plan to buy in the month. You saw it and you're like, wow, I like this. I'm buying it. Why? So, some of you check your savings, you're like, Lord, I trust God. And some, sometimes the, the trusting God is supposed to be in your service. Just save the money. Say, Lord, I trust you. There are borders of resources. I have borders of, and you are buying things you don't need. 
All right, let's come back to church. Let's leave Walmart and your savings alone. We'll deal with that some other time. All right. So, desire simply means, it's from the Greek word ITO, and it simply means fixed demand. Fixed demand. What is your desire? If somebody asks you now, when you were coming to church this morning, what was on your mind? What did you want? What do you want? You know, that's a big question to ask. If God asks you and say, if God comes down this morning and asks you and say, hey, what do you want from me this morning? You know, some of us are going to mumble, some of us are going to stumble. Some of us are not going to have an exact word to say. We just say, um, uh, I need a car, I need a this, I need a that. What do you want? Hallelujah. Praise God. That's somebody who knows what she wants. I like that. What do you want? Look at it in John 5. Let's look at the story in John 5. Look at John 5. Look at John 5. There was a myth. This story is a myth. Look at John 5. This story is a myth, right? It's not true. It's not God's character. This story is not God's character. A lot of people have made it God's character. No, it was just a story or a myth. It's just like saying something happens in Oriental Street, right? And everybody made it a myth. And saying, oh, in marketplace drive, right, things just go wrong. And if you turn around in that marketplace drive, there's something that will just hit your leg. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a tradition, I think, in UL. They say if you go under the, I think, the bell, you might fail. Is it, is it you fail your exam or you have an extra year? You might not graduate. They say if you go under the bell, the, the big bell in, uh, in UR, <laughs> I don't know why they have that music. If you go under this. So one day I was trying to, one day I think people were just passing. So me, I was trying to, ah, somebody just pulled me. Have you finished school? I said, ah. I said I'm not in this school. He said, okay, you can pass. I said, why? But he said, ah. They say if you go under this place, <laughs> you will not graduate. So that's the myth they had in Jerusalem at that time. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what the story is all about. It's not God's character. So look at what it says. It says, now there was a Jerusalem at the sheep market pool, which is called the Hebrew throng at Bethesda, having five porches. And there lay a great multitude and impotent folks of blind, all the withered, waiting for a moving of the water. He says, for an angel went down at a sudden season into the pool to trouble the water, that whosoever then forced, after the troubling of the water, step into, may be made old of his disease, and if he finds it, this is not God's character. God's character is to heal everyone. There is no sudden time that Jesus comes down to heal people. It's not true. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was just a tradition and a story that they had, a misconception. Are you getting what I'm saying? That they had in that time. According to history, it was like one of the most untrue stories. It's like saying uh, a myth that they had that ah, people are just laying in this place, right? And uh, it just take it where anybody can get it at any time. So they just feel like it's an angel troubling the water. No, 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 no. That's not true. So look at what it says in verse 5. Look at what it says in verse 5. It says, and a certain man was there with an infirmity 38 years. Oh my God, that's so long. 38 years is long. Since 38, and Jesus saw him lie and knew he has been now a long time. And he said unto him, Look at the question. He says, Will thou be made old? Look at what he says. He's the impotent man answered and said, I have no man. When the water, you know, Jesus is asking you a question and you are still arguing. 
He says, have no man when water is troubled. He says, but another step down before me. And Jesus said unto him, rise up, take your bed and walk. And that was it. He asked him a question and the guy started giving stories upon stories. But Jesus just told him, take your bed and walk. So, the question, I asked people a question. Some people say, huh, do you know that there are people who are sick that don't want to be healed? Yeah, we've seen that before. I remember we were having some many outreaches. Somebody was on the wheelchair some years ago, and we healed the guy. The guy stood up, and the guy said, no, I'm going back to my wheelchair. <laughs> I, got need, I need to make money. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy went back to his wish and wheeled it back. Some people don't want to be healed. Some people don't believe in the healing power of God. And they're going to die in that sickness. And some people, and you know what the devil thinks, or what people now think, they start saying, oh, why did God not heal the person? The person doesn't want to be healed. The person doesn't want to be healed. Oh, why didn't I get the job? You didn't want to have the job. You didn't want to have the job. These things are not complicated. Receiving from God is not complicated. He told us in Mark 11, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou moved, and cast it to the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. What did he say? He says, He shall have whatsoever he said. That means I can have what I say. Hallelujah. I can have what I say. Many people assume it's everybody who comes to church that wants to be blessed. Some don't want to be blessed. Some sit down in church and they are critical. Just, I've, been, I've, been preaching in, I've been preaching for some years. I've been in such service where some people just come and sit down and just come and look at who the pastor is and go. Then you wonder why is their life remaining the same after some years? You didn't come to be blessed. You came to look at who the pastor is. Some people come to observe how the church building is, right? Just say, oh, this is not the kind of church I like I'm going. Yeah, and you, and you expect that their lives will move forward? No, you didn't come to be blessed. You came for another reason. Some people just wake up on Sunday morning and just say, oh, today's another Sunday morning. I'm going to church. I just, just go to church just to fulfill all righteousness that, oh, today is Sunday, right? I just got to go to church. Yes, I know you should go to church because it's important to go to church. You should. But you should have a desire when you are coming to church. So there is a Bible way to receive from God. Look at in James 1. Let's look at James 1. Are you learning something this morning? Are you sure? Yes, all right. Look at James 1. Look at James 1. It says, let's see from verse 5. Let's see from verse 5. James 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. How what happened? It shall be given him. Upbraideth means God isn't looking for fault. God isn't going to look at you. Let me tell you what our bread means. God isn't going to look at you and say, you did something wrong yesterday. That's why I'm withholding this from you. That's not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. He told us in Matthew, he says, which of his father will give good gifts to his children and give you serpents? 
God is not that God who will say, oh, because you, you know, did something wrong last night, so that's, not why, that's why you're not going to receive this money. No. God is not that God who will say, oh, because of what you did wrong, I'm not going to bless you. I'm going to hinder your prayers. No, that's not God. That's not God. That is not God. Look at what it says in verse 6. Let him ask in faith, not in wavering. For either wavered is like a wave of the sea, forced to and fro. And what did he say? Let not the man. So who is the one at fault? The man. Is it God at fault? No, because he already told us in verse 5, let him ask of God and the Lord will give him wisdom because God does not operate. God does not operate means God does not find fault. God is not that God that when he looks at you, he's going to say, oh, because you look so black, because you look so yellow, because you look so white, I'm not going to give you. Oh, because you got a cigarette in your hands last night, I'm not going to give you this morning. No, that's not God. That's not God. Oh, because you did this. Oh, because you did that. Oh, because you caught somebody else before coming to the church. Oh, somebody messed your way, drove somewhere around you, drove badly around you in traffic. And you say, oh, you caused the person now. You say, oh, it's not good to cause, right? It's not good. Okay, pastor. No, it's not good to cause. But you don't say, oh, that's why I'm not receiving this money. That's not God. Nothing should hinder God's perspective of you getting anything from me. You shouldn't have that hindrance in your mind. Because it says, let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Look at what it says in verse 8. A double-minded man, hallelujah, is unstable in all his ways. Who is that double-minded man? That double-minded man is that man who says, I think I may receive. You know, I'm not too sure, but I know God might do it. That's a double-minded man. He's not clear. On what he wants. It's not clear on what he wants. It's not clear on what he wants. Who is the double-minded man? The double-minded man is that guy saying, hope I'm asking right. Pastor, is there a right way to pray? You know, things like that. Having a condemnation, say, you know, just condemnation in their heart, just feeling, Pastor, you know, ah, is there a right way to pray? Am I sure I'm doing these things right? You know, am I sure I'm saying the right words in prayer? Am I, you know, a double-minded man is that guy who said, I may not receive it. It may happen, it may not happen. A double-minded man is that guy who say, if it is God's will, it will happen. The guy is not yet ready. <laughs> You know, that's what a lot of Christians just say, no? God's way. God's time is the best. Ah, no, God's time has to be now for me. <laughs> so, you know, why are you not having that? God's time is the best. <laughs> if you've got to wait for God's time, you've got to wait till resurrection morning. <laughs> you've got to wait till resurrection morning. you be waiting for God's time. Say, so, why are you not healed? I'm waiting for God's time. Or are you going to die on it and receive a resurrection body? Receive the glorified body? You're going to die. Why don't you have a job? I'm waiting for God's time. Well, you're going to die poor. <laughs> you're going to die poor. So go away. I'm just, just God's time. God's time. And that's what a lot of Christians say. We just run into some semantic words. We all of us have those catchphrases we use. Power of God is working. They ask him, why, why is it good? The power of God is working. Yeah, I know. 
I know it is working. <laughs> the power of God will never fail. It is always working. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, you, you know. Is God's will? Is it God's will? Is it God's? No, it's God's tire. Is it God's will? No, it's His theory. You better, you better do something about it. So a lot of people are the ones injuring themselves from receiving from God. A lot of people are the ones injuring themselves. You want something from God? You say. Uh, I don't know if it might happen. I've just I prayed, but I mean, uh, whatever God wants to do, let Him do it. Ah, why did you pray? Why did you pray? You prayed and you said, whatever God wants to do, let Him do it. And you prayed. So why did you waste your time to pray? You asked for a job. You asked for a car. You asked for things. You asked for healing, and you say, let Him do whatever He wants to do. You are not ready to receive. You are not ready to receive. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. What did he say? He says, that give it to all men liberally. Hallelujah. That is, just ask him, he gives you. He says, and upbraided not. He doesn't find fault before he gives you. He doesn't check you out before he gives you things. That's not God. He doesn't look at you and say, ah, uh, I don't think you are ready for this yet. You know, those things that motivational speaker tells you, they tell you the reason why some of your prayers are not answered is just because God is trying to take you through a phase. God is trying to walk something through you. God is trying to do this. You know, he's just trying to tell you to wait. Every delay is a disappointment. Oh, my brothers and sisters, you're going to die there. That's not God. Say, you know, and you just say, mm, you that you are even lazy before. Say, mm, preach it, pastor. Preach it, pastor. And you, you have more reasons to stay in your carnality or not pressing in on what you want. You know? <laughs> so, so, so people are so ridiculous. They tell you, you know, the reason why God has not answered your prayer this morning is just because that delay you're looking for is trying to be at the sub. Is because God is trying to make sure that He looks at the future properly to make sure that when you receive that answer, the thing doesn't disturb your blessing. No! Tell the motivational speakers that they are wrong. That's not God. He's trying to look at the future properly because if you have it now, it might be a problem. Ah, God doesn't give somebody something that will be a problem. That's not God, the Father of our Lord Jesus. It is your desire. That's what you want. He's going to give it to you. See, the reason why you're not getting the answers is because God has seen that if you get the answer now, you're not yet matured unto it. No, I want to get it the answer first and be matured. <laughs> I'd rather be matured as I'm getting the answer than waiting to be matured in pain, in suffering, in poverty. No. So he's trying to make you mature because that pain, that test is a test of your pain, it's a test of your suffering. I'm trying, I'm trying. You know. uh, I think I'm doing better. I think I should go and roll into this uh, motivational speaking classes. You just, uh, you just see me in service next Sunday. Just, uh, I'll dress with suits, you know. So it's going to look good on me. It's just say, uh, guys, 
You are not at the sanctuary, you are in the mortuary. If you are not at the mortuary, you know, there's always a punchline. They must, they must give you that. The, the rhymes must work. It's like, it's like saying you're speaking uh, spoken words. The, the, they must rhyme. So you say, mm hmm. And some people will say, preach it, pastor. The pastor shook my spirit. Uh, and you, what did you learn in the service? To wait. Just keep waiting. What's that? According to history, Job's issue was just six months to 18 months. He didn't even die there. So if you want to keep waiting, <laughs> you're going to wait forever. Say, don't you trust in the time. They say, trust in the time. You say, yeah, I trusted this time. No, my time is now. Hallelujah. He says, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. So when you are full of the word, just like in John 15, you will pray well. There is an assurance you have when you are praying because the word of God stays with you. Because you are full of the word. You are full of the right information. You are full of the right knowledge. There is an assurance you have. Prayer is to ask and receive. Listen to what I'm saying. Prayer is not just to ask alone. Prayer is to ask and receive. Not just to ask. Lord, prayer is to ask and receive. Matthew 7, 7, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Sickness is of the devil. Poverty is of the devil. Pain is of the devil. Suffering is of the devil. Then someone tells you to wait in that situation. Wait so that the devil keep dealing with you. You know, if you get, if you got so much money, you will serve God better. I will serve God better. I would know. You know, some people say the reason why God hasn't given you that money is because He knows that you will spend it recklessly. No, I'm not going to spend it recklessly. I'm going to do something for God. I'm going to be more serious. I would have been. The, I would. Have, I would come to church seven like a.m. Such as ten, I would be in church seven because I sleep well. Right? There's nothing injuring me. Imagine having a driver driving me, opening the door for me, right? This is looking good. I'll preach better. This is why my voice is looking like very cracked, you know. Somebody just giving me tea, just say, take this tea, just step it down, you know. I'll preach better. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, you know, you serve God well. So some people say, if you have that three he might destroy you. No, my hand size is not going to destroy me. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are still studying what? How to receive from God. We know you're there. Hallelujah. We're not there yet. So, it is not prayer until you ask and receive. It's not prayer until you ask and receive. So, receiving lies a lot on yourself. God will always give, but it will be your responsibility to receive. Doubt is when you have two opinions. You say, okay, I don't think it might happen. Uh, what if it doesn't go well? What if it goes well? But you prayed. So why did you pray? Why did you pray if you are going to doubt? Why did you first ask in that instance? When your mind is full of doubt. Deal with the doubt. We have a lot of teachings in Northern Therapy 
no fear here. You don't listen to those things. Deal with that. We, have, we studied something last Sunday dealing with anxiety. You should listen to that. So a lot of, and, and a lot of people develop opinion based on their experience. Go to Numbers 13. Let's look at something. Let it read. Numbers 13. I'll give you a background. Numbers 13. I'll give you a background. Moses sent uh, the children of Israel, some of them, to go and spy the land. I'll give you a background of the story. To go spy the land and look at what things are is for them in that land. But look at it in verse 27, Numbers 13, 27. It says, And they told him and said, We came unto the land, which thou flowest, which thou sendest us, surely it flows with meek and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, look at it in verse 28, The people be strong and dwell in the land, and the cities are world are great. And moreover, we saw the children of Hanak there. And the Hanak and the Amalekite dwelled in the land, and the Ether, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains and everything, and dwell by the seas and the coast of Jordan. Look at what they said in verse 30. Look at what they said in verse 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go at once. We will possess it, for we are well able to overcome them. Who are the Anaks? The giants. They saw opposition. They saw stumbling block. Now, it was only two people who brought back a good report. Others came back and said, Ah! It's not possible. <laughs> we are going there and we are going to die. We are going there and things are not going to work out for us. We're moving to that state and things will not work out for us. We are moving to that place and everybody said that place is difficult. We are going to that location and that everybody said people don't find job there. We are going to that place and everybody is saying, ha, ah, things are very difficult. People are poor in that city. You know, people, that's what others came to say. They saw the Anarchs, they said, ah! <laughs> Who are the Anarchs? The Anarchs are the giants. They look at people that are like, you know, incredible. That's the description. They say, and, you know, look at the small person trying to be, defeat that person. Say, oh, no, we're going to die here. <laughs> Others came back with that report. But two guys, Caleb told them, he says, let us go. <laughs> I like that. He said, let us go. And a lot of people develop opinions because of their experiences. Some people, because they've been in church for so long, they've been around church world for so long, and they've seen how different things don't happen, how people have stayed in church and with their sickness, so they just develop an opinion and say, God doesn't really heal people like that. No, you just have to change your opinion. Leave that place and see where God heals the sick. Come to Summer Island Campaign in the next three weeks. You see the blind eyes open, the deaf ears on stop, People on their wishes jumping up, hallelujah. So a lot of people develop opinions based on their experiences. Some people grew up thinking and developing new ways and it affected their ways of receiving. Some people have developed an opinion of receiving. They'll tell you, ah, by the time you ask like that, the asking means you wait. So it takes about five, six years. So start asking now. So that in the next five, six years, you will start seeing your answer. Ah. And why are they saying that? They are saying it because of the experiences they've said. 
And you see a lot of preachers to share a story. They'll tell you, that's how that woman came to church someday and said, the Lord is going to do this. And I told her, the Lord will do it. And it took about 10 years for the Lord to do it. She waited. Brethren, she waited. And you say, wow. I don't want to wait for 10 years. <laughs> do you know how many things I'm going to lose 10 years? Imagine that being sick for 30 years. That guy was sick for 38 years. Do you know what 38 years means? 38 years of your life? You can't see, you can't do anything, you're just stuck in a place. God forbid. Hallelujah. I reject it. Hallelujah. So it has affected their way. So you ought to increase. You ought to prosper. You ought to be healed. You ought to get that job. You ought to move forward. You are staying in that position based on a bad experience. No, it's time to come out of it. Based on the wrong opinions that people have said and it has done something affected your receiving. And a lot of people, it's very easy for them to identify with your problem than with God's word. So that is why those motivational seeking places, speaking places, it appeals to their sentiments. Why? Because they are not seeing results. So it's very easy as a preacher, I'll tell you the truth, I'm a preacher, I've been preaching for about 16, 17 years now. So it, it, it's, it's very easy to tell you to appeal to your problem. You just say, oh, okay. And you'll, be, you'll just be psyched. You know, you just feel like, it touched my soul, you know. Uh, he's, he's so understanding. He, the preacher is so down to head. Bible, it's not Bible thoughting. It's just, you know, it's just ministering to my soul. Talking about my problems, my issues. And, you know, and there's no solution. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at what they said in verse 32. It says, they brought up an evil report of the land. And which they are searched unto the children of Israel. He says, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land eaten up with inhabitants there. And all the people that we saw, they are great of, they are of great men in a great statue. He says, and there we saw the giant and the son of Anna, which come as giant. Look at what they said. He says, and we were in our own sight as what? Grasshoppers. So we were there. <laughs> Look at the evil report they said. The other guy said, ah, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. Oh, they will divorce. These guys will suppress us. The city will overwhelm us. We will keep paying bills and paying bills till we die. We will never have anything to save. We can never buy a car in that city. That city is just, uh, just be living from rent to In fact, you even squat in that place. No, say New York people say New York is tough to live in. Say, don't come to New York. Don't go to New York. You know, we, we live in the better side of New York. It's, 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 you can, you and me, not really, but if, you know, if, if I'm teaching this in my heart, I always say, <laughs> preach it, pastor. <laughs> don't go to New York. New York is, new, you know, how many of you have heard perceptions about New York everywhere? New York, huh? New York is very hard. What are you doing in New York? Come to a better city where there's not much people. New York is so overpopulated. You can make it in New York, but people are buying houses there. 
People are living large there. People are driving Teslas every day there. Even people are using Teslas for Uber. <laughs> in New York. People are using Maseratis in New York for, for Uber. People are living in high-rise buildings in New York. People making it in New York. But you know what this guy said? Ah! Oh, these guys, ah, we are like grasshoppers in their side, though. There's nothing we can achieve when we get to that land. Let's just stay where we are. Let's not move forward. But Caleb said in text, let us go at once. Hiya, I like that. He says we will possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. How about that for your life? How about that for things you're about to handle? I can do this. Starting a business, telling you it's not possible there. No, he said, no. I'm well able to overcome, to possess it. Hallelujah. Starting out in your education, your career, you've shown me. Say no. Say people don't, everybody fails in this career. No, it's not for me. I don't fail in that place. People are making it in that career. We say, don't go to that place anymore. That business is no more lucrative. It doesn't bring money anymore. It doesn't make sense anymore to do it. He said, no. Let us go up at once. Hallelujah. And possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, don't apply to... Ah! They don't used to pick people in that job. The, the applications are full. Your qualifications, your criteria does not matter. Ah! You don't even have a master's. No, don't even bother. Don't bother. Ah, what of miracles? I believe in miracles. Hallelujah. I believe in miracles. Say, oh, don't apply. Don't try. Don't try. It's not possible. Be like Caleb. Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. What did the other children of Israel say? They said, oh, <laughs> we are like grasshoppers in their side. They will consume us. They will eat us dry. We will never be able to achieve anything. Why should a Christian talk like that? No, I'm teaching Christians this morning. I'm not teaching, I'm not teaching any other person. I'm teaching Christians because you are believers. They say, we believers should talk. So anything that stands contrary to God's word is an evil report. That is why they called it an evil report in verse 32. Anything that stands contrary to God's word is an evil report. And you know, look at what happened. Because of the memory, because of the so many, you know, the crowd was much. Only Caleb and Joshua believed this, that they are well able to overcome it. All the other guys, they were murmuring and said, ah, it's not possible. Nothing can happen, nothing good. And you know, many of us, that's the voices we hear. We hear that loud voice of, it's not possible. We hear that loud, contrary voice. We, we hear the news. We hear the, oh, 10 dead. Don't go out today. But people are outside and they are not dead. Different things happening. You just say, oh no, you just be scared. And they had enough influence for everyone to believe it. So that means the popularity of something doesn't make it true. The popularity of a doctrine even in God's word does not make the doctrine true. 
that everybody is preaching motivation, psyching you. Yeah? You just look at an Instagram reel today. You say, hmm, from the something to the something. From the this to the this. You say, hmm. And you see like 100,000 likes. Then you see somebody like, you say, you say um, you're going to have faith. Two likes. You know, things that trend a lot on social media, relationships, teachings, things that are not even in God's word, just experiences. Relationship podcasts, you know, two people just got, just started the dating, they just started a YouTube blog. Hi guys, welcome back to our YouTube channel. Sheen and hi. <laughs> Godwin and Syracuse. <laughs> ah. We, and they just started dating last month. So they, just, they started a YouTube channel this morning. They said, okay. Uh, guys, we just, we just want to encourage you, you know. Encourage you. You've not even spent five years in the relationship. You're encouraging. Ha, let me tell you something. I saw someone. We were in college then, some years ago, many years ago. Uh, people know what I'm talking about. I saw someone. She started a YouTube. She started a the, 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 the relationship, this, she, was, she was quite very young, right? She was forming the youngest person on campus, right? I think she was maybe 18, you know? Is it 17, 18, 16, 17? She entered college quite early. Interestingly, she shares my last name. I don't know how. Benson is her last name. And I'm wondering, who, who is this? Why do you have to share my name in your problems? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know this person. From, so when she started getting into... Uh, sophomore year, she started getting a lot of speaking gigs, you know, started speaking in different places. So she get popular, a lot of people were looking for, looking up to her. Oh my God, you're so young in your career, you're so this, there. I like that aspect. I like the aspect of her career. She's pushing it, she's doing well, I like that. But suddenly she got into a relationship. You know, you, you fear black guys with beards. I'm, you know, not me. I'm, I'm your pastor. You can fear it. <laughs> she, she, just, she just, then started dating. Not even up to two months. You know, I remember because I have this person put on Snapchat and Instagram. So you, you, you can easily say, I said yes to my boyfriend yesterday. We knew when she said it on, on, on her Instagram story. Then the next thing they did, they started an Instagram. They started a YouTube channel. They were giving us relationship tips. Me too, I was watching. Because <laughs> you are topping your career, you know. The guy too is topping his career. And all of them were doing couple goals all around campus. I remember one day I was going to the library. I was, I was trying to go read. I just saw them somewhere. I was like, oh my God. These guys, <laughs> these guys want to oppress the entire school. <laughs> I'm not trying to make jest of that. But you got to give things time. Then, suddenly, you know, as, you know, the Bible says suddenly. Peter, <laughs> the door of the prison door opened. You know, suddenly, she just, I just noticed that they, it was every day they were posting. So that they, they go to dinner today. Then I was wondering, what time do these guys have to read? Because so that they're in dinner today, they're in club tomorrow, they're, they're somewhere, they're traveling, they're just doing a couple. I'm like, oh my God. So, then they were encouraging us on how to spice your relationships, how to... So if you were not even in a relationship that time, you're going to be oppressed because you're just thinking, well, what is your life all about on campus? Then, suddenly, we just noticed that things weren't the same. You just said, you know, when, when a woman is going through a breakup, they start writing things on their story. Just saying, 
life can get interesting sometimes. And men can be very, God disposes men, proposes, men can be very wicked. You just see slants or ah, you're just wondering what's going on. So then we started thinking, mm, is a fight happening? Then we saw their picture again. Ah, what's the essence of this quote? Suddenly, motivational quotes about life. You know, when people start talking a lot about life, they're talking from experience. And you know, quotes about life has the, li- has the like, highest likes. Something that touches your brain. Say, life is like a mirage. You only live once and you die finally. Say, liked. Repost. They should just start posting life, men, relationships. Ah, suddenly there was a blackout. The, the YouTube channel wasn't working anymore. <laughs> All the thieves on how to stay consistent, they didn't practice it on themselves. They didn't practice it on themselves. All the thieves on how to stay consistent to your relationship, how to, spy, how to manage issues. They, they did a relation, they did a video, I watched it, on how not to fight in your marriage. On how not to fight your, and they are still dating, Ben and Bridget, not even engaged. Did they engage? No, they didn't engage. And they were giving us still, just two months, three months into the relationship. Do you know Bridget? She has been in three relationships since then. Because every relationship you got, she, op- she updates us. Then if anything happened again, life, men, issues, things, I'm like, man, calm down. You know, some things you just have to calm down. Hallelujah. Some things you just have to calm down. Just, that's just a side comment. Some things you just have to calm down. It's not everything you take to the ground. It's not everything that the world has to know. Hallelujah. The devil is not playing. The devil is also on social media. Oh, you don't know? Many a, many a times, some people think, devil is not omnipotent, it's not omniscience. It just needs your social media to know what you're doing. And so somebody among your follow is spying you and checking, oh, that's what you are going to. You know, some people, some people say, going to, going to Chicago this morning. I have my flight at 718. You're updating the devil? Or did you say, flying to Chicago? We missed that. We just missed our flight in Washington. You posted it. Ah, ah. Get to your destination first. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to your destination first. The devil is on social media. He's looking at what you are doing. I have a story. I have a teaching. You should listen to it. How to keep the devil far away from you. Try and listen to it. Hallelujah. It will bless you. Amen. All right. Let's come back. <laughs> so look at Numbers 14, verse 27. Numbers 14. Look at Numbers 14. So we said the popularity of something doesn't make it true, right? Look at Numbers 14, verse 27. It says, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard their murmurings in the children of Israel which they murmur against me. So they were murmuring. All of them were complaining. Do you know what murmur means? They were complaining. How should we, why are we going to the promised land? Why should we go there? They said it's not making sense. And you are taking us there. They already told us that Anax will destroy us. Are you taking us into the promised land to kill us? Anax are there. The giant. We are eating grasshoppers in their sight. 
They already told us that we can't make it in New York. They already told us that nothing good happens in New York. They already told us that people, people just live from one apartment to another in New York. People don't buy houses in New York. They already told us you don't even have to have a car in New York. Just be jumping the trains, just be dumping the bus, just be taking everything, take the Uber, because there's no parking space at all. <laughs> you know what some people say? They say, there's no parking space in New York. Everywhere is filled. When I went to Bronx, I kept looking for the parking space. I said, there's parking space here. This parking space. <laughs> I remember I went to Bronx, I was looking around. I said, there's parking space here. There's parking space here. Why is everybody saying there's no parking space here? I went to Manhattan. I was like, ah, there's parking space here. There's parking space here. There's no cars filling this place. Why are people saying don't buy a car in New York? Just be jumping the train. Just be jumping the bus. It's fast. It's even going to save you money. So I'm not going to enjoy the goodness of life because of what everybody is saying. They say it's very economical. It's very this. So that's what they were doing with Moses. You are going to the land. We've told you that this place is not good. We've told you that this place is, this place, they are going to destroy us. We are going to be killed. Things are going to go well for us. They are not going to go well for us. They kept murmuring. Ah. So they were going like this. And they were just checking. Ah, are we really going? Is life going to keep going this way? Hey, we'll get to another place. Are we going? Ah. And they kept murmuring. That's why the Bible says they perished in the wilderness. They all perished because they didn't believe God's word. They didn't believe the fact, like Caleb and Joshua, that they will possess it. That's why Hebrews 4 made us to understand they all perished in the wilderness. They received God's word. So the popularity of something doesn't make it true. You have your desires. The popularity of something doesn't stop your desires. And that's why you got to watch what you are listening to. Some people will hear a service like this this morning, then go back on their TikTok, still go and listen to, you know, you've got to wait. You've got to do You are going to have a double mind mess. You're going to have a double mind. You go back home, you still go listen to something. You still go listen to something like, ah, you know, some people say, some people develop a theory one time and say, there's a way God answers your prayer. The first step is to tell you to wait. You ask, then the next step is wait. So you are in the waiting process. In the waiting process, they'll tell you, in the waiting process, a whole lot of things happen. It's to test you to see if you can achieve your answer. I don't know if you've heard those things before. Those are rubbish. That's not God's word. That's not God's word. So, and that's why a preacher mustn't inspire fear in the hearts of the people. Any preaching I've taught you in this, in this church, any preaching that inspires fear, is never of God. It's his perfect love casted out fear. Anytime you go to church, they scare you about heaven, they scare you about hell, that's not of God. That's not of God. That's of the devil. It's the devil that inspires fear in the heart of people. He says you've not received the spirit again of bondage to fear, but the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. God's spirit does not inspire fear. So the preaching of heaven and hell for the believer is fear. That's not of God. The believer has made it already the very minute he received Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there is a principle in life. As you speak, it shall be so to you. God's word will only work to your, in your life to the degree which we should agree on God's word. 
Caleb and Joshua believed it and it happened for them. That's why you read the book of Joshua, you read the book of Judges, you see the mighty things they were able to pull. But when you read the book of Numbers, those guys perished. They couldn't move further. They couldn't advance. They perished. Why? They kept murmuring. They kept thinking that situation will overcome them. They kept thinking the sickness would kill them. They kept thinking they would never be healed. They kept thinking there is no way around it. They kept thinking nothing good can ever happen to them. They kept thinking as we get to that land, we are going to die. And they died. But Caleb and Joshua, they stayed. Look at the kind of miracles they have in the book of Joshua. Caleb, Joshua stopped the sun. That was him confronting the things he the sun. Were there challenges on the way? Yes, there are challenges. But he stuck with what he said. We are well able to possess this and overcome it. Did they fight battles? Yes. They did fight a lot of battles. But they said, we are well able to overcome it. And they overcame it. Hallelujah. But they overcame it. But others who didn't try at all, they perished. That is why you see people, they live out their life. Just from paycheck to paycheck, just moving there and nothing good. Because they never believed nothing good can happen. They believe that's the American system. But some people have cheated the system. Some people have gotten better with the system. Some people are rich with the system. The richest people in the world, the first five richest people, the first ten richest people in the world are in the United States. No matter how bad the economy is, they keep shifting from one place to another. Is it that it is Mark Zuberba this year? Or Elio Mox tomorrow? Or, Max, or Jeff Bezos? They kept, or Warren Buffett? Or Bill Gates? They, they keep recycling it. They keep recycling it. Like, it's like saying, you will be the richest man this year. I'll be the richest man next year. <laughs> In the same country. And we are just thinking, oh, we just said, so, so, Let's just be walking from paycheck to paycheck. Uh, that's the system. That's not the system. That's what the people of Israel said. They think they cannot overcome things. They think they can't move further. Yeah, I'm motivating you this morning. I'm sounding like, oh, this, this past few Sundays, I've been sounding like a motivational preacher. <laughs> we'll go back to Bible doctrine soon. <laughs> I've been sounding like a motivational preacher in the last couple of weeks. Is it cool? Am I doing a good job? <laughs> so there's a principle so God's word we only walk remember I said let's start bringing it on now God's word we only walk in your life to the degree at which you agree to God's word it's not automatic you've got to agree Mark eleven twenty four. 24 you shall have whatsoever you say so what are you saying I ask you again what are you saying what do you want what are you, are you saying what you want? You shall have what you believe when you pray. Let me tell you, laws are laws. Jesus spoke to that fig tree and he taught them with that parable and says, have faith in God. He says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be that moved and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, he shall have whatsoever he says. Many of us don't know how to receive. You shall have whatsoever you believe and receive when you pray. So how do you receive? Let's start bringing it home. How do you receive from God? I'll give you some words today and we'll finish it next week. Are you, get, are you blessed? How do you receive? I'll share two stories. 
Look at David and Goliath. Who was David? David was that guy who said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? He saw that Goliath and his brothers were disturbing the city. He said, who is that guy? I'm going to defeat him. I'm going to defeat him. They were giants. David was at the forefront. He kept speaking his word. Some people say, it took five stones to five stones means Jesus. No. Jesus in the Greek, Jesus in the Hebrew means Yeshua. It does not say it. That's not five. It's the English word that is Jesus. It's Je Jesus is an English word. <laughs> or maybe a Spanish word now. Because people bear Jesus in the Spanish word. Or Jesus. But they spell it as Jesus. <laughs> so you can't receive the... So now, you can't receive your answers. Look at David. David kept speaking that he's going to defeat the answer concerns Philistine, right? But what did he do? He went to the war front. You can't receive your answers by staying at home. Or by staying in Saul's palace there and say, I'm telling the king every day, I'm going to defeat Goliath. And when are you going to do it? I'm going to defeat Goliath. Hey, Goliath is outside. Go and defeat him. I'm going to defeat Goliath. <laughs> you can't receive your answers by staying at home. The way to receive is in the battlefront. Hallelujah. The way to receive is in the battlefront. Most, Caleb and Joshua said, we are able to overcome it. But guess what? What did they do? They fought wars. Hallelujah. They fought wars to see their answer. So is it going to be easy? Oh, no. They fought wars to see their answer. So many, but look at something. Many of our actions negate how we receive in prayer. Some of you are expecting to receive a job and you're not applying. You're expecting to be blessed and you're not coming to church. You're expecting to grow in God's word, to grow spiritually, and you stay at home and watching YouTube. No. You don't grow with watching YouTube. You grow by coming to church. So some people play worship songs and say, oh yeah, <laughs> spontaneous worship on YouTube. Say, so, oh wow. I'm feeling the presence of God. You're not feeling anything. Go to church. <laughs> God's presence is there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at Mark 5. Mark 5. Are you getting blessed? Are you sure? Mark 5. Let's look at the woman with the issue of blood. I like that story. I really, really like her. That story. You know, we don't know her name today, but we'll call her woman with the issue of blood. <laughs> so woman, son name, first name, issue of blood, last name. <laughs> All right, look at Mark, Mark 5, verse 25. And a certain woman, Mark 5, 25, and a certain woman, which had the issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of the physicians and spent all she had. And was nothing bettered but rather grew worse that means all the doctors in rochester rochester regional health uh uhr hospital which other one all the uh, strong's hospital all the uh, island hospital island uh all the hospitals all the urgent cares the newer say ah woman issue of blood 
she spent all she had. She said she got nothing, but she got worse. You know, it's, you know, it's terrible to wait to that point. Thank God I'm a Christian. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't have to wait for 12 years. Hallelujah. Look at verse 27. It says, when she heard of Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, when she heard of Jesus. What did she hear? You know, many of us need to hear the right thing. Some of us have heard the churches are bad people. All the pastors. All pastors are corrupt people. They just want to spend your money. <laughs> and buy private jet. Some people have heard the wrong things about church. Some people are church ought. They've had wrong experiences about church. And their church ought is fine. But don't give church. Give church a try again. What did she hear? You know, your hearing matters a lot. Many of us need to hear the right things. To make your life simple. You know, there's something that Robert said. And I wrote it here. He says, what God will do for one. He will do for another under the same circumstance. What God will do for one, he will do for others under the same circumstance. So there is no magic in receiving from God. She says she heard of Jesus. So the question is, you are believing God for something. What are you hearing about the thing? Are you hearing negative news? You are believing God for a job? You weren't going to read the review. About the, applic- the company you really want to work for. You're not seeing the negative news and having contradictions in your mind. What are you hearing? You know, a lot of us want to, you know, some of you say, I want to read the reviews. It's good. I mean, read the reviews before you buy a product. But I'm saying, you believe for something. You're not reading the reviews of how the thing will not work out. What are you hearing? You are, you are sick and you are, keep watching Channels that they are talking a lot about sickness all the time. You are going through issues in your relationship and you are watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> and yet you are the father all the time. And you are going through issues with your relationships and, you are, and that's all you are feeding. You are just on divorce court trying to see how a situation go what. What are you hearing? You know, those things will, make you, will never make you get better. What are you hearing? The Bible says she heard of Jesus. We, we need to pay attention to the first thing she did. Don't forget she has done everything that she heard. You know, at that point, look at me, guys. She has suffered many things of the physician. Everybody knew to help her could not try. But she heard of Jesus. You know, she would have heard reviews too. Jesus is quite wicked. The disciples that are around him, they do is to allow people to sin. They used to hold sword and knives around. You know, Jesus that went to Zacchaeus' house, you know, they would have been hearing things. He dined with sinners. He, he ate and fellowship with, you know, they would have been hearing different things. You know, it's not only good rumors, that bad news spread faster than good news. That's why there's always a breaking news almost every week. Every news article is looking for a bad news because that's what sells. Somebody die is more be- is more it trends better than somebody doing good. 
Nicki Minaj slap somebody, trains faster than Nicki Minaj did good. How <laughs> <laughs> many of you know what you did? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Bad news spread faster. <laughs> so your words, look at what happened. She heard. What are you hearing? You're looking for job. You're hearing how people will not get job. How people stays for 10 years with no job and they survive and they are fine. And they just apply for unemployment benefit. And you're constricted yourself. Say, hmm, wow. Unemployment. 401k. Let me go and be taking the money already. No. What are you hearing? So you've got to work on your hearing. How do you receive from God? Remember I told you. Look at, put your hands there. Let's go somewhere quickly to James 1. I want to show you something quickly in James 1. Just put your hands there. Go to James 1. I want to show you something in James 1. And I'll begin to close now. Are you blessed? Look at James 1. Verse 16. James 1 verse 16. James 1 verse 16. It says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It says every good gift comes from God. Every good gift comes from the Father of light. God gives good gifts. So what are you hearing? Some of you are hearing how God does things bad, how God is behind coronavirus. How God is not the one behind coronavirus. Is the devil. God doesn't want anybody dead. He says, I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Some people have a misconception. Remember, we put out the Summer Link campaign on the sponsorship, and some people put, beware of false prophets, Jesus does not heal the sick. I don't say delete that comment. That's stupid. How will somebody have a mindset of Jesus does not heal the sick? You can't blame the person because the person is hearing the wrong thing. The person is hearing the wrong thing. But look at what she said. She said she heard of Jesus and came be in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, remember Jesus told us what you have whatsoever you say, right? And she practically said, for she said, if I touch his garment, I will be made whole. That means your words will set the borders for your faith. Your word will set the borders for your faith. I'm not saying quoting scriptures. Some say, I stand on this scripture. Mm -mm. What are you saying? What's your words? You say, I'm not saying, God is saying, in the name of Jesus. Mm -mm. What do you want? She said, I will touch the hem of his garment and I'll be whole. I have suffered too much. Once I touch his garment, that will be the end of my problem. Don't forget, Jesus was not planning an healing meeting that time. Jesus was just going on his own. Jesus was just going on his own. And she said, anytime I see this guy, I will touch his garment and I will be made whole. And that was it. Because you shall have whatsoever you see. Your faith stands. So when you come to church, you can See, let me tell you. I will give you something practical. If the pastor wasn't planning to minister to you in his service, you can conjure the pastor for your sake with your words. 
you can direct the power of God to your direction. I remember I was in a meeting years ago. Not years ago, just a couple of months ago or last year. And I told myself before I came that Sunday service, this pastor is going to lay hands on me this morning. I positioned myself, I received. And guess what? I made sure I got to the church very early and I made sure I sat in the front. Because I knew that place there were very many. I sat in the front. I said, this man, I know he might not be planning an evening service. He might not be planning to lay hands on anybody. Guess what? He just came down from the pulpit and just came to me. Laid hands on me and I received what I wanted. Because I, to, I even told my friend, I said, this morning, pastor is going to lay hands on me. And that's what I wanted. Why? That's faith. Some people, see, let me tell you, you might be going through a situation and it just needs a word from the man of God who is grace to speak a word over that situation. And you go, oh, and you'll be okay. What do you want? What do you, this is now, now imagine this is sickness. This is even, you know, sickness is 12 years and infirmity. And just by touching the garment, you know, she didn't say you will lay hands. She didn't say you will step on me. She didn't say you will mash my clothes. She just said, I will just touch the end. That is the tip. And that's all. But look at what she did. Number one thing, she stood up and left the house, right? She didn't stay at home and say, if I touch the end of his garment, I touch the end and stayed at home, right? She first left the house. She put, she, she walked with it, right? Because you will never receive from a meeting by staying at home, right? Somebody in the campaign is coming. You can't receive from somebody in the campaign by staying. I will receive from somebody in the campaign. You can't receive by staying online. No. You come there. Because you will not have an answer if you don't put works to it. Your words create a border. She had to be there. She had to touch. So that means there's an action. So, and don't forget, there were a lot of people around, right? She, the Bible says she went behind the press. People were looking, people were looking, people were looking. Disciples were guarding Jesus and saying, no, 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 they were holding their hand. And she just touched. She touched. So your word sets the border. Your word set the border. Your word set the boundary for faith to walk. Your words will mark, will set the mark for your receiving. And don't have a double confession. When you are confessing God's word, don't have a double confession. Don't have a double confession. Don't have a double confession. What do you want? You said you want to be healed. Don't say if I may be healed. Don't say that. Don't have a double confession. Don't have a double call. She said what she wanted and she went for it. If somebody asks you, what do you want now? Can you give an answer? Or you say, if it is God's will, I'm not sure, I'm still trusting God. That's not what, that's, you know, someone say, I'm still trusting. No, 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 no. Someone say, I just hope, I just trust. No, your words will set the boundaries for your faith. Look at Jairus' mother. Jairus' daughter, she was healed. Don't put any blame on God because God will always be the one to give. The problem has been your receiving. So the question you should ask yourself, when you're asking, are you receiving? 
Faith's corresponding actions are your words. What are you saying? Many of us are speaking a lot of negative things to ourselves. When you are in faith, it will show in your words. It will show in your words. It says you shall have whatsoever you say. Your words are the landmarks of your faith. Your faith is located in what you say. Play for me, I close. Your faith is located in what you say. So what you believe, you have received, you will never receive. So your words are laws. Your words are laws. You will rise and fall on the level of what you say in life. Let me tell you. If you see, life deals with law. Faith is a law principle. You are what you are today as a reason of what you say and what you have not said. I remember when I was much younger, they told us to do something, to look into the mirror every morning we wake up and point to ourselves in the mirror and speak words to ourselves. You know, men and brethren, I can tell you, many of those things I said then has come to pass. And I'm telling myself now, I've got to speak more. And I'm not going to contradict what I'm saying. You're believing God for a job. Somebody asks you, say, do you have a job? Say, I've got a job. So say, are you trying to be faithful? I'm not trying. I've got a job. the job I am healed I'm not sick he walks in prayer that's how we receive in prayer a double confession is not a faith confession he says let not a double minded man think he will receive anything of the Lord he says for he's unstable in all his ways some of you say I am blessed today and tomorrow you say I'm poor some of you say oh the power of God is working tomorrow. You say it's not working out. What is not working out? What are you saying? Some of us are even confusing our angels. We say something today, we say another thing tomorrow. They've got to be a corresponding actions to your faith. You can receive answer by praying and staying at home. It's a lie. You are sick, you get out of that place and look for where to be healed. You need a job, you speak God's word, you get out of your house and go and look for it. Go on Indeed and go and look for it. And tell yourself, I've got a job. I have a high paying job. I, that's, how you, that's how you talk. That's faith. It's not pride. It's faith. I've got a high paying job. Things are working together for me. My business is prospering. My ministry is moving forward. My disciples are growing. That's not faith. You won't be telling a lie. No, 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 no. Say, so I'm healed already. Take God's word as his word. I challenge you this morning as we prepare for summer early campaign. In the next couple of weeks, next three weeks, we're going to be having side-by-side miracles. You know, you might not be sick and you just need to come for the meeting. What do you want to receive? You know, you can, you can have an expectation of, my healing ministry will be better. 
that as a result of me coming for this meeting, anytime I see the sick, they're going to be healed. What are you saying? You start saying it now. How to receive from God? You speak. Hallelujah. No, you just speak. That's how to pray. What are you saying? What actions are you putting to it? I might we just spend some time this morning. Let's be on our feet and just spend some time praying. What do you want this week? Let's let's start with this week. You know, let's start with this week. Let's start with this week. Let's start with summer early campaign this month. What do you want? Let's, you know, what we want to do? We want to put God's word to work. Now speak it. What do you want? Pray about it. I believe and I receive. That's the words of faith. I believe and I receive. And I receive. I believe and I receive and I have it. So what are you believing God for? I have my healing. I have my job. I have money. My finances are prosperous. I have a better life. I have things working out for me. I believe and I receive. Lift your voice out. Faith's confession is loud. You know, the woman with the issue of blood is not shy about her healing because she was a little oppressed. Lift your voice. Seprakis Kananda Brokoshatala Brakaskidas. Pray, lift your voice. What do you believe God for? What do you believe God for? What do you believe God for? I believe and I receive. I stand on faith with every one of you this morning. I believe and I receive with you. I believe and I receive with you this morning. As we prepare for summer healing campaign, what are your expectations? What are your desires? How do you receive from God? I believe and I receive. I believe and I receive. I believe and I receive. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, Jesus. Let your hands thank Him. Thank you. Thank you for what you're receiving this morning. Thank you. We know we have it already, right? That's how the thought, right? We have it already. We've got it already. Thank him this morning. Thank you. Bless him. Bless his holy name. Worship him and give him praise. Thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We honor you.